Hey everyone, I'd like to welcome you to this show and just remind everyone that we have shirts in the shop. Go to pgttcm.com. You can pick up shirts, stickers. We even have those shower curtains I was talking about last time. Also, you can join us on Patreon and get a free sticker. Check out the show notes and learn how you can be a part of People's Guide to the Cthulhu Mythos. Rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends, help support the show any way you can. Patreon users, uh, you get a free sticker, at least. So check out what we've got. Uh, Show notes, that's where you're going to find our PayPal link and our sponsors and any information about any guests that are on the show and where to find them. Thank you. You're listening to KZOM, Oleander Public Radio. 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 I'm just here doing bits off mic for uh, Dave and no one else. And then I remembered, hey, we got to record a show. How are you doing, Dave, on my I virtual right? I'm so well because I saw these off, or I heard these off mic bits that were amazing. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. How's, how's, uh, how's everything out at the farm these, these days? Well, pretty good. You know that, you know. So um, we always make this giant Christmas goat, and then the, one of the, the guys, you know, Jack Stark, he always comes tries to burn it. Yeah, uh, yeah. But they have not been able to find the goat in the last couple of days because of just we just had deep, deep fogs in this part, you know, by, yeah, it's by been uh, Crap Creek and everything. So, um, And just, uh, just a, a reminder that it is a misdemeanor in the city of Oleander or surrounding areas of Clackamas County mm-hmm. to summon ghost pirates to change weather. So just anybody who saw me going to the A1 uh, taxidermy and supermarket buying golden candles, they weren't summoning candles, okay? Yeah, yeah no, uh, summoning candles... Uh, a1 doesn't carry those anymore. We're not going to talk not about fun. that. Um, which reminds me, we haven't seen the pizza hole for a while. Like, the building itself. I have a feeling, anyway, I'm not even going to go into that. Um, yeah, no, summoning candles, you used to be able to get at the pizza hole, but the pizza hole itself has disappeared. And that was, like, back when the futurist was mayor. So... We're still trying to figure that one out. I totally forgot about that. I totally forgot about that the beats hole itself has disappeared. We haven't, I haven't heard anything from the driver in a while. Um, I can't even remember his name. Javier. Javier. I have not seen hide nor hair of Javier in... No, no, nor mask. Nor mask. 
Nor but, I, know, I, he could be walking around just not wearing his, his luchador mask. I'm I'm just hoping he's out there. I, I just hope he's out there fighting vampires and werewolves or something. But uh, okay. yeah, yeah. No, we haven't heard from Javier in a while. Um, if anyone knows anything about Javier, just uh, let us know. We'd, we'd, we'd love to see that guy and his uh, smiling masked face delivering uh, pizza. Uh, yeah, no, anyway, you were saying summoning candles. Uh, you're not, you're not, uh, you're not altering the, the weather. Of course not. That would be, that would be a crime in the city of Oleander and the yeah. surrounding county area. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we don't want ghost pirates, people. We're trying to get rid of them. And if you're messing with the Even weather, if they do cause fogs that protect your, that protect your giant ghost statues. Correct, correct. So, um, which reminds me, uh, we haven't seen Javier, and we also haven't seen Minion much. So I don't know what to say about that. But uh, I've I've been having problems of our own. Um, our house over at uh, Glorious Resurrection is great, but uh, those who have listened for a while know that my partner, Sarah, she is the uh, caretaker of Oleander Manor, which is pretty much like kind of like a uh, historical society museum. Uh, it's, it's, it's where we found the little tools that introduced us to Dave's neighbors. It's the uh, place where the mayor sometimes met when the downtown was cloaked with a poisonous fog um yeah no no it's 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 uh it's got rats it's got a lot of rats and we don't know what to do about it uh we just hear them in the walls um they don't have rat faces i mean they don't have human faces or anything like that so it's not a brown jenkins situation Ooh, that would be a cool band name brown jenkins situation yeah anyway uh, so yeah, no, um, we're calling people, but uh, the people who who have shown up have been like, well, this is a Class B situation. This building's so old, we'd have to do like all kinds of demolition to even get to where the rats are. And we're like, you've got to be kidding us! And they're like, this building's over. 200 years old and it's like the building's only 150 something and they're like yeah. and it's not in that great repair and it's like this is a <laughs> anyway so we're gonna go with uh we're, we're, we're trying to find someone who uh can get rid of these rats mice whatever's going on with this place but that's not what we're talking about this week we're talking about uh we're talking about some fire and dirt if if uh if, if, if uh, Captain Planet was going to be called, someone would go fire, and someone would go dirt, and yeah. Uh, um, so we're talking about Cthulhu and Cthulhuans. So we're still in the seas. Sea, uh, Dave. Yes, that didn't go over my head. And also. Um, You've got an interview with someone who I think is really cool, who I was on a panel at 2019 HP Lovecraft Film Festival. Uh, it was Queer Horror was the panel, and it was so packed in there. I've never had a panel that was so packed. Um, it was standing room only. Fire Marshal probably wouldn't have liked it. And, like... 
the, the walls were like dripping with, with moisture because of the fact that there were so many people breathing. It was just, it, it was not a hot mess. It was a hot triumph, but yeah, it was, it was really cool. I brought homemade beer. Everyone had a good time. And yeah, I met a lot of really cool people, uh, Evan being one of them. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to hear this interview. So Yeah, so it's Evan, Evan Peterson, and we do talk a, a little bit about uh, queer horror and cool. things that uh, maybe I had not realized are, are part of the, the queer horror family, but it's, uh, it's a uh, good interview. Oh, cool. I'm excited. I'm super excited. And yeah, uh, as always, this episode is brought to you by you, the listener, but uh, if you want to help out the show, go to the show notes, check out our sponsors. My personal favorite these days is Copper Cow, the Vietnamese pour-over coffee. Uh, and yeah, um, check the show notes. I like it. I really like the uh, Earl Grey flavor and the lavender, because I'm a fancy person. And um, yeah, so how, how, how is everything with your goat? Uh, like I said, uh, you know, they keep people uh, drive by to, to burn it and uh, they just keep driving by because they don't see it in the fog. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, what is it? Uh, next week. Oh, well, I mean, technically this week since we're recording, but uh, this week I have duties to help watch the goat. So I'm going to take my e-scooter up. <sighs> up a gravel road up to your place and uh, sit and drink uh, Vietnamese coffee all night long while I watch a uh, big goat and make sure that no one with drones with a last name that rhymes with uh, E-Arc uh, <laughs> doesn't try it down and we appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Uh, yeah, so we're talking about... Cthulhu and the Cthulhuans. Who do you want to? Who do you want to tackle first? What, what, what? Let's, well, let's talk about Cthulhu. Cthulhu. All right, we're gonna do Cthulhu. In Dave's corner of the podcast. So, Dave, who's Cthulhu? What's what's their deal? And uh, what are we gonna do about it? Well, uh, so, and you can't talk about Cthulhu without talking about it. Cthulhu, the Cthulhu Daddy. Okay, okay. And the Cthulhu Daddy is, of course, August Derleth. Oh, all right, all right. So, so Cthulhu is this giant sort of ball of flame elder god. And and it kind of makes sense. Mm -hmm. It kind of makes sense that there would be this huge, giant, uh, I mean, a fire god. It makes sense. And he he first appears in a short story published in 1944 called The Dweller in Darkness. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, Marvel's going to take that title and Dweller in the Darkness, and it's going to make it into one of its big bad guys, including uh, if you've seen the, the recent uh, Shang-Chi movie. Mm-hmm. I have not. The, but... the, the bad guys that dwell in the darkness. Okay. Well, I mean, it's almost impossible, I think, on their part 
for not to have known that story, especially uh-huh. since uh, the Dweller in the Darkness and Marvel came up in like the 70s. Yeah. And, and those were a lot of at the end of their road pulp writers, mm-hmm. um, you know, that were getting close to, to, to retiring. But if they weren't full pulp writers in the 40s and 50s, they were the new generation that was influenced them. Yeah, so of course yeah. they borrowed, and they borrowed a lot from Daryl Thacks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, so he, in the Dwarf of the Darkness, basically this person calls forth um, to figure, to basically burn an avatar of Narla Hotep out of a forest. Okay. So we see here two of the great Darlothian heresies. Mm-hmm. And the first one is the elemental theory. And I, I'm, I, I don't know if you've heard of the elementary. I'm sure you've heard of oh, the yeah. elementary oh, yeah. element. But, um, so Darloth gets a lot of pressure. That, And you got to remember, Darloth comes from a, a Christian or Catholic background. Yep, yep. And uh, so... Uh, I, and I know we're talking about uh, Kathuga, and, and we'll go a little bit more about him. Uh, but I'm going to say this, that when Daryl did his own stuff, he's not a bad writer. <laughs> In fact, you, I don't know if you've, there's an uh, August Daryl Appreciation Society. Yeah. They completely ignore his horror stuff. Oh, yeah. They're there. He, uh, he writes this, uh, I, uh, these basically adult or I mean not yeah adult erotic but just adult age mm-hmm. um little house of the prairie stories yeah which if that's your thing historical you know midwest that's the, that's you know that's the go-to uh source for these type of stories mm-hmm. but he gets a lot of he gets a lot of maybe rightfully so um shade from Lovecraftians. Okay. And one of it is his theory that there is that the Cthulhu mythos is divided into the traditional European alchemist elements. Yeah. And when it's kind of you've got a fire god already, mm-hmm. it's kind of easy or to say, yeah, look here, see it is neglecting the fact that he created it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I really think, though, I'm not sure the exact time. I think he came up with this and then came up with the the, the fire god idea yeah. or the elemental idea. Okay. The other is that there is this war in heaven mm-hmm. that humans... And, and, you know, some of his... And that humans can... If the elder gods... Is, or, or the outer gods are not necessarily good, you can use them against the big bats. Yeah. So, he literally, in Dwell in the Darkness, the protagonist is fighting fire with fire. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he, he's trying to drive away the, this this uh, avatar of, of Narlhotep. Yeah. So, yeah. you can at least attempt to use it and that you can use 
the mythos against the mythos. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty cool stuff. Pretty cool stuff. Uh, something along those lines, I recall being a plot element, uh, spoilers, on a 15-year-old video game called Eternal Darkness, where pretty much what the point is is you'll, you, you end up summoning a elemental god to defeat another elemental god and um, I don't know in kind of like a uh, ultimate game of Pokemon uh, <laughs> and yeah yeah there's multiple endings if you do all the gods against all the different gods and then it you know some anyway but um yeah eternal darkness which I think I've talked about before it's a very Lovecraftian game it actually, it's. I, I want to say it's a lot more Durlethian, honestly. If we're going to talk about it, it is very elemental, uh, and very kind of like Durleth's concept of the mythos with elemental and like hierarchical um, war in the heavens kind of stuff. But yeah, yeah, Eternal Darkness on the uh, GameCube, and if you have a Wii, you can always. Uh, Put it, put it on the Wii and bust out the old controllers. But anyway, um, enough about video games and playing them on archaic systems. Well, well and also I would say, it, as role-playing games, because mm-hmm. he has, and I know they've kind of gone away and then kind of come back mm-hmm. in, in the newest version of Call of Cthulhu for Servitors, but he has basically little versions of him, Fire, fire Vampire. Yeah. Yeah. Which which make this really good, you know, you want to hook, a UFO hook. Mm-hmm. The investigators are going into, you know, the, the valley or wherever because they see light. And, and, you know, it's strange, you know, the sort of things go. I've been really going over recently a lot of 70s UFO reports. Mm-hmm. And, and it's amazing how many of them are seen as like balls of light no bigger than a basketball. Yeah. So, you know, is it a coincidence? More than likely, but you kind of wonder, you know, had people maybe read Darius and, and put them in their subconscious and now they're seeing things? You, you don't know. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, they make, a, they make a really good sort of level one tier yeah. creature. And then you've got to stop it before the, the big daddy comes in. Sure. No, I like that idea. I like that idea for, like, writers and game designers or, you know, players like us out there. Um, if, yeah, that sounds like something that could be easily done for, your, like, your story or, or your game. Just, like, do whatever you're doing. Introduce it as, like, whatever genre you're, you know, introducing the game as. And then slowly bring in this UFO element or, you know, flaming balls, whatever you want to do. <laughs> and then it's more or less a countdown until uh, Cthulhu shows up or, or, or stopping Cthulhu from showing up, which I, I, I think is like once you realize it's like, oh, yeah, no, this happened in Germany in like the 1400s. And this is how they stopped it. You know, that, 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 that kind of thing. Um, where, where, where you break out the ancient uh, book that someone has to translate so that buys, you know, game design-wise, story-wise, that buys you time as you have, like, your person who would normally be able to do a lot of different research or something like that is just stuck translating and researching this kind of thing. 
and then it's like kind of like countdown when you get to this point where you've battled x many it's when your book person goes oh my goodness if we don't get this done by this point in time you know this is gonna happen uh, how do we fix it i gotta do more research you battle some more you do some more things you run into cultists whatever and then we gotta get these materials together and blah 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 and then that's what the game is that's what the story is and then it's just the countdown to the battle with the big fiery bad or the cult that's trying to summon the big fiery bad or uh the people who have been i don't know possessed by some sort of fire demon that are trying to bring it forward that's when you have to get rid of them and keep kathuga or maybe like uh keep kathuga but maybe an avatar of kathuga comes out in some sort of oh man i'm just replacing uh gozer with uh kathuga at this point in my head and, and describing and, and Ghostbusters. And I kind of did that too. Yeah. And right now, uh, <laughs> our, our 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 good uh, good friends that really know the mythos are are, are reminding me uh, that that the fire vampires were actually predate Cthulhu. Yeah, but they're by cool. about ten years in a uh, story called The Fire Vampires, mm -hmm. and they're actually servants of Fathuga, with mm -hmm. an S, not a C. Yeah. Uh, so we'll kind of get maybe idea uh, where, uh, uh, you know, Derelith got the idea to, um, from it, because uh, The Fire Vampires were actually created by Donald Laundry, mm -hmm. but I, as a game master, yeah, have always made them as Cthulhu. Oh, sure. Even though originally, and Laundry is going to be the partner mm -hmm. with uh, Derelith to make um, Arkham House. Ooh. So, so I'm sure uh, that Laundry knew he was taking this. Mm -hmm. So I've always sort of even i'd sort of to me you know the fire vampires are kathuga instead of fathuga or what you could do is uh kathuga is the big the big 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 bad fathuga is it's like offspring and then like the fire vampires are just kind of like it's 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 seen servants it's 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 servitors so you have kind of like a father son holy spirit kind of thing going on um you know to, to and, tie and into i kind of remember too it was that they might be fathugan but you know that kathugan and fathugan were probably maybe super powerful ones of the same race yeah yeah yeah, I like that idea. I like that idea. Um, I mean, I don't think we're necessarily, like, making our own mythology here. I think other people have thought this as well. Uh, but, yeah, no, no, it's, it's, it's interesting how all this stuff is indirectly, but kind of directly all connected. Especially with Wandry and uh, Durleth. I mean, that's cool about Arkham House and that, 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 that they're the ones who did it. And they're the ones who uh, kept the mythos alive. And you know what? It, it, 
there's there's stuff that really kind of folds into my uh, cargo cult idea. It's like, you know, two major creators of the mythos have two different ideas about Cthulhu. Just like two people who had a lot to do with uh, Sothogwa, like Lovecraft's description and uh, Clark Ashton Smith's description are so different. It's 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 like. I, I, it's it's almost like the Cthulhu mythos is a cargo cult. It's not because it's so chaotic that everything changes. It's the fact that it's stuff that aliens told uh, aliens did a long time ago, and humans are just misunderstanding it. I don't know. Almost maybe like uh, uh, ancient people finding elephant skulls and going cyclopses, cyclops, <laughs> or or paradox, uh, paradoxals, and and thinking they're dragons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like if you know a bunch of people on a boat run across. Uh, a giant hologram that has been sending dream ideas. Anyway, we'll cover this in Cthulhu. I, anyway, and uh, when is that going to be? Because maybe we have, maybe we have listeners that really, really want to hear the Cthulhu episode. Ooh, uh, the Cthulhu episode. I think that's next week. <gasps> oh my gosh! Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. I hope everybody tunes in. Uh, me too. And if you have any questions or want to talk about Cthulhu or send in anything that you want to say about Cthulhu, uh, go to pgttcm.com and use the contact page. Um, yeah, have have we covered uh, Cthulhu? To uh... I think that we have burnt all of our Cthulhu segment here so so you say that this uh, you think this uh, segment is well done i would say it is all right up next we're going to be talking it was a hot subject but (laughs) (laughs) up next we're going to be talking to evan peterson and then we're going to go to uh i don't know some uh burrowers some burrowers beneath even yes. though I don't know if it, that's that's the story they come from off the top of my head. Uh, anyway, we'll see ya in a few. Oh, yeah, you, something should be popping up soon. Yep. Okay. Um, so I tend to uh, let um, just say say you know welcome us back to this part of the show. And then uh, say who you are and let guests introduce themselves. Great. Okay. Uh, then if you're ready, uh, we'll go on. Yeah, let's do it. And that was a break. Now we're on the part of the show where uh, my kind of favorite part where I get to talk to people. And I am very lucky to talk to a uh, writer and poet, uh, Evan and um, – Peter, uh, Evan knew it. And that's all the audio we have for some reason. Uh, Dave double-checked his stuff. He recorded it and uh, had all the stuff there uh, at one point in time. And we can't get it to give us all the information. Skype is holding on to it for some reason. I don't know. Like, not physically the company's Skype, but something happened since the interview was recorded now. And we are really sorry. Dave's going to try and get another interview with Evan Peterson, and we're going to try and rectify this for everyone. Thank you again, everyone, and I guess D&D with D&D after the mid-roll. All right, back to the show. 
Thank you once again for listening to People's Guide to the Cthulhu Mythos. You can help show your support by going to the show notes and following any of the links that'll tell you how to support the show and how to support our guests. And thank you to all of our guests who you can find in the show notes. Rate, review, subscribe, and remember, patrons get priority access to asking us questions, suggesting topics, even, I don't know, uh, submitting stuff. Actually, you don't have to be a patron to submit anything. That's how Dave got on the show, and that's how you can get on the show, too. It's the People's Guide to the Cthulhu Mythos. Rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends. Thank you for listening. Back to the show. Hey Dave, how's it going? I am still well. Oh, good, good. And enjoyed having that interview, but I also enjoy listening to it again. Yeah, yeah, it's super cold in my studio, and I'm keeping warm with some Copper Cow. <laughs> Just another plug for Copper Cow Coffee. Find it in the show notes. Oh, amazing Vietnamese pour-over coffee. Remember to tear the top off. It's not a tea bag. It's pour-over coffee. That's not a slogan of theirs, but the first one I did, I just threw it into the coffee like a tea bag. I was like, wow, this is really tanniny. <laughs> anyway, oops. Um, so, uh, we're going to get dirty. We're going to get down and dirty, and we're going to be talking about Cathelins. Um, or, or as other people like to call them, Graboids. I'm, I'm pretty sure Cathelins and the, 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 the creatures from... Uh, Oh goodness! Uh, tremors are, are are the same creature. <laughs> I, I I they're a lawyer copyright lawyer friendly version. Oh yeah yeah yeah. But uh, Cathoans, who are they? Where do they come from? Who made them? How can you use them in your game, Cathoans? Well, so here is. Let's start with a couple of things. I mean, okay. we're gonna mainly talk about. Um, Brian Lumley's uh, creation. Yeah. But there, he so Lovecraft didn't create the name Migo. No. Migo is a uh, uh, a name given to um, the Abominable Snowman. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and you know he uses the term uh, vampire. So it's a very steep in tradition version over to take names of monsters and myth mm-hmm. and then associate them with a a mythos creature that's not anything like them or just slightly related yeah and so the Cthulhu's are a Greek I mean uh, so they're like some Greek underground, really sort of obscure deities. So that's yeah. where the term comes from. Uh, then, um, like I said, Brian Lumley is going to create um, Bar- uh, Burroughs Beneath, uh-huh. the book. But he takes that title from a short story written by Robert Blake uh-huh. in The Honor of the Darkness. Okay. So he, he definitely wants this. And this is his first of his novels of Titus Crow. Okay. And, and, and in ways, I think, 
especially, you know, he follows up the more fantasy. Uh, but I think then uh, the world is beneath is probably one of my favorite. <laughs> and these are these basically gigantic tentacle worms. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tentacle worms. Just if, tentacle worms. If, if giant worms weren't bad enough, tentacle worms. <laughs> yes. and, and they, of course, are at least human intelligent. Yeah, yeah, which is a bit troublesome. Yeah. <laughs> they can figure stuff out and they can do things. Um, and that's why I keep saying graboids. Because if, if, not everyone's read Lumley, but most people have seen Tremors. Uh, or I want to say a lot of people have seen Tremors. I'm going to say well, most. I know what it was. I'm going to say most of our listeners have seen Tremors, and probably at least one or two of the sequels that they just kind of slapped the name Tremors onto because it's like I don't know. Some of those. Have Have you seen any of the Tremors uh, sequels, Dave? So you know, I'm only seeing the Tremors TV show. <laughs> okay. All right. That's pretty cool. I, I didn't know that. I, I think last time we talked about Graboids or something like that, I didn't know that there was a Tremors TV show, and now I have to go find it. because I. It was on sci-fi like 10, 12 years ago for oh, like a season or two. Yeah. And it had, it had uh, the family tie guy back uh, as the, oh, sure. the gun guy. and It didn't have Kevin Bacon. But. Yeah. Yeah, I, I imagined it would have whoever's uh, career wasn't necessarily the greatest at that time would probably be the star of the show but yeah that makes sense that Bert is the star of the show it didn't have Reba McIntyre yeah uh, and you know and I'm, I'm going over my notes too uh-huh. and so they they do uh, the companions I did say and cor- correctly so that they're the uh, first of the tightest uh, crow novels sure sure they do they do are mentioned uh, in uh, an earlier uh, about four or five years, he wrote a short story called Cement Surroundings <laughs> that mentions them. But the, the, the first real big splash is, is the Titus Crow, huh? uh, the novels. Sure, yeah. Huh. Now, I personally first found them in, uh, in uh, again, the Call of Cthulhu role-playing Same. game. Yeah. In fact, the first scenario that I wrote, you know, for my players and stuff, was, uh, 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 you know, a, a, a Siphonian uh, in Ireland. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in fact, there's even <laughs> there's there's even a um, oh, uh, I, I think a, a book is like uh, the Return of the Siphonians or something like where. Um, uh, the most of the scenarios are, are Sithonian based. Okay. Even though a lot of them are, are reprints. Sure. Sure. Uh, the Curse of the Sithonians or something I, I can't remember, but where like three out of four, two out of three of the, the scenarios are all about these creatures. All right. All right. Um, well, how would how would you use uh, them in like a D and D or Call of Cthulhu campaign? Like. How, how would you use them in like a fantasy campaign? So, so fantasy, they're pretty straightforward. Yeah. Your dungeons are usually underground or mm-hmm. in a mountain. Yeah. And they can just, you know, 
tunnel into a, a, a dungeon. Yeah. Now, the thing that a lot of people forget from, from the books is that they have this power to compel somebody to stay somewhere so that they can't leave the room until they come up and grab them. Okay. And, and, and that's more for, I mean, you could really sort of shake it up a little bit and put that in a, a D&D campaign. Uh-huh. But that's going to be sort of more of this um, uh, the Call of Cthulhu type campaign. But you could do a D&D. Or yeah. You've got, you know, this guy knows that this giant worm's going to come and eat him and he can, he just cannot get himself to leave the house. Yeah. And, you know, people drag him back and he just springs back in and just can't control it. Or... So you've got to find... You've got three days before this giant worm comes and munches everything to, to find... Uh, uh, this counter spell or yeah yeah something I was thinking is um, what if that's just a spell that Cathoans can cast if we're talking D&D um, you know if, if, if they're of like average or greater intelligence there's no reason why they can't be spell casters like they, they, they just may be these giant underground worms that have like high intelligence and ability to cast spells against other things I <laughs> you know it's, it's 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 not like they have like some sort of like gland in their skull that makes it so that they can like cast hold the person on someone from like far away but they may be you know I, I don't know uh, a ritual yeah 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 they, they, they may know spells they may you know actually be spell casting creatures with their own society and stuff like that way underground that we just don't know about. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I was thinking like, what if, 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 if they're of a certain intelligence, if someone summoned them and then compelled them to like attack a castle, treated them as intelligent siege machines is, is one thing like you could take apart a castle from underneath with a, a family of Cathoans or, uh, if you wanted to do it in like an urban setting, like someone being like, you know, get into that building so that we can then follow. Like, what if like magic users that are also like eco terrorists uh, hijack a Cathoan and use it to <laughs> rob banks or destroy buildings? Or because they get, they get, they can gather and cause earthquakes too. Yeah. And the more there are, the stronger the earthquakes. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the other thing I was gonna say. Or if you like held a place uh, hostage, you mean like, hey, that was we we have a weather machine. If uh, you don't do what we say, we'll we'll make it worse. Um, I, I mean, I, I'm just coming up with like dumb things, and then like the superheroes are like, you don't have a weather machine. You have Cthulhu's. We're gonna rescue these creatures uh, or, or, or your I don't know, your Shadowrun game. You can do all kinds of dumb stuff like that. Um, uh, what ideas do you have, Dave? Well, also, you know, if if they're if you're doing D&D, you know, they're, they're just pretty much set for the, the Underdark. Oh, sure, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and maybe, you know, and so they're, they're Sadell or, or however you pronounce it, their their king is is like Dagon. He, yeah. He's just become so powerful that that he is pretty much deified. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you could have maybe not ever see if the phones ever come up to the surface. Oh sure, yeah. But you could fight their cult. Mm-hmm. You could also, you know, 
um, you could have sort of a, a, a you know, sort of a party of a drow. Yeah. And they've got, you know, they're expanding, uh, you know, it could be they're expanding the Underdark and they come up with this entire, you know, continent or country of, of Catholans. Mm-hmm. And it could be a, 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 a war. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I like that idea. And I was thinking, it's like, there's there's really no reason ever that players should ever come up against um, should, should, should Madel, should Adele, anyway, uh, Shai Hulud, uh, <laughs> but, you know, the master of the worms, because it's like, unless you summon it, and for some reason, your campaign decides that to get rid of all the worms, you have to get rid of the headworm or something like that. But yeah, or, 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 or it's set on the lattice, mm-hmm. and a lattice is about the same because of earthquakes. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that. And uh, the other thing, and I, I know at least because you know I remember writing this for for third edition Call of Cthulhu, mm-hmm. is they regenerate. Ah, oh, interesting. And, and so that one in Ireland, it was sort of a quest to find, so the guy was stuck in the house, mm-hmm. but they had to find someone that could basically cast a spell that would take away the regeneration, because it would regenerate so quickly. Um, and I, of course, I, I, this is the first called through I ran, didn't quite realize how full burst Tommy gun damage does to a, a, a flesh and blood creature. Yeah. But, but that was the whole, they had to find prevent it from regenerating or um, they knew they just didn't have a chance yeah yeah huh now no, no. imagine if that thing could cast mage armor <laughs> yeah <coughs> and, and they have also they have sort of so they have their own society they yeah. have their own government they, yeah. they have their maybe divine leader and, I'm, you know, so um, a lot of this kind of reminds me of, of Dune. Yeah. Which, you know, I think came out, well, a decade, maybe a little earlier than that before. So, you know, I wonder if Lumley was inspired by by that. But especially God, Emperor Dune, though, did come up after the bur- uh, burrows beneath. Yeah. So maybe maybe Herbert was inspired, possibly, possibly. Yeah, no. Um, that's that's there's there's uh, certain things that definitely make me think of Cathoans, uh, like sandworms from uh, Beetlejuice. Uh, even though there's no tentacles, uh, graboids for sure. And yeah, yeah, no. Even even the uh, the worms, the sandworms from Dune. But yeah, no, it's the graboids that I always think of when I see Cathoans or yeah, yeah, it's 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 like I don't know, I don't want to call one uh, wish.com version of the other. I mean, it's 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 just kind of like Hydrox and Oreo in in my opinion. Uh, one was around first clearly, but the other one's the one that most people know of. Yeah, and, and there's no and, and as I remember, I think that you know the the writer of um, uh, of Tremors claimed that he had never he wasn't familiar with this mm-hmm. wink wink but yeah. I mean it's, it's not that I mean it, 
I love what Lumley does with it. I think he did a great job. But the idea, yeah, that you've got something coming up from the, the ground that'll grab you, that's not too far-fetched that two different people would think that at the same time. Oh, totally. Or, or, or independently. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. And Cathoans have those tentacles, and they can grab you, and they can pull you down and eat you, and... Oh, man, it's bad news. It's like running across one in the wild. That would not be fun. Running across the whole colony of them. That, 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 that's a problem. That's a huge problem. So say, say your game is about getting rid of a colony of them. Say you're playing Call of Cthulhu, but it's New York and, uh, or not even New York, New Amsterdam. And, uh, you know, there's there's something going on in the colonies. I mean, there's there's something that's 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 attacking people on this weird island of Manhattan. I mean, you know, it's, you could go with something like that, possibly, or I don't know. You could do like uh, isolated desert stuff. I mean, so I was saying, yeah, a World War Two Africa campaign. Oh my goodness! You know, you do Octum Cthulhu or yeah. you know, Cthulhu World War Two. And, and you know, just imagine the the sanity check you gotta make if you see like a, a tank disappearing the ground. Yeah, or I was like the sanity check you make when your tank gets flipped over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Wow. That's that's yeah. I was I was like the uh, sub-Saharan Africa might be interesting, and it's like, and I was like, no. What if we just like go with like America in like the 1600s or something like that. You know, uh, and then, oh. and then you, or, or the down the deeper trails, the 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 Western cowboy campaign. Oh yeah, yeah, that 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 would be really cool. That would be really cool. Do kind of an Oregon Trail kind of thing, but with Cathoans following the whole time. Um, but the thing I was thinking about is like, say you have like you start a campaign in like New Amsterdam. Uh, you have a group of people fight Cathoans. Then you start another campaign that starts in New York, 1990s, modern day, whatever you want to do. It's those Cathoans. They didn't all get wiped out, but maybe you'll find your old character's notes that'll help you, but I don't know. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, yeah, there's, there. I feel like there's a lot you can do with Cathoans. A lot of it is kind of the same thing. It's, it's all underground, but you know, look up what Cathoan means in ancient Greek and it makes sense. And, uh, and, and the same thing too, if you're writing a story or a campaign, kind of like what Spielberg did with the shark. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's presence there. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm going to throw something else out that's oh, never been it. associated. Sure. Or, or, well, I think it did. I think Lumley brings it back. All right. But you remember the Hounds of Tenedalus? Yes. And so this guy's basically got... The Hounds of Tenedalus can only come in at angles. Okay. So he's living inside this big giant egg to protect him until he gets a spell. Mm -hmm. But the egg cracks because of an earthquake. Oh... I think Lumley may have tied them together because he uses Hounds of Tenedalus in his stories. Mm -hmm. But I always, since I've you know, learned about these, the earthquaking from the, the game, I've always thought that 
that the Cathalans and the Hounds of Tenedales made some sort of pact. Could be, could be. That, you know, so, you know, um, and it would be a hard campaign, but okay, so we got we got Hadley or whoever for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, now the, the Tenedales want somebody and the Cathalans are going to go after them. Ooh, I like that. I like that. And one, one, one uh, uh, close to final thing I wanted to mention is Bowls, Doles, and Cathalans may be the same thing. I think we talked about this in yeah. Bowls, but yeah. Uh, Lovecraftian underground worms? Hmm. There might be some Cathalans in the Vale of Panaf. <laughs> there may be. <laughs> in the Dreamlands, just if, if people are like, where's the Vale of Panath? Is that in Madagascar? That, that in Washington or Oregon? <laughs> oh, Vale of Panath, that's in Oregon. We go all the time. Uh, yeah, no. Um, Cathoans. And uh, Shub Hadel, Shub Madel. Is, is is that like their Cthulhu? Is is it, it, he a dirt god? <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm a, yeah, he could basically be the. It's, and and something I forgot I want to talk about. See, I've never bought this sort of elemental plane, elemental idea for the mythos. Oh sure, yeah. But it, oh, I can see humans believing it. Yeah, I, definitely. I could I could see. Nalahotep, like, you know, spinning this and pushing, oh, yeah, it's all elementals, you know, going to John D and saying, yeah, it's all. So, you know, the humans yeah. may think it's elementals, even though that's like nothing to the, the actual mythos creatures. Sure, yeah, no, like misinformation or like something that some uh, alchemist thought of in like the 1300s is like, well, if we know that the known world works like this with all these elements that you can do stuff with, then definitely that's how the outer world works too. So we know that there's a water god, we know that there's a fire god, and we know there's a dirt god. So, uh, and I think Hostor, I think Hostor got made the air, air god, god there because he was from the stars. Yeah. Even though other people say that Hastur and Cthulhu are pretty much like look the same. <laughs> Yeah. Or similar, because they're cousins. <laughs> oh, a whole bunch of writers writing different stuff and not together. Nothing can go wrong. <laughs> no. A whole bunch of game designers taking a bunch of different writers' stuff without reading all the other stuff that other writers have written, and a bunch of other stuff that game designers have written, and then correlated it into a volume that gets re-edited every five to ten years to sell more books. I mean, that wouldn't have any effect on the mythos either. <laughs> it's all fun and games until you summon a giant worm with tentacles. Yes, it is. So, everyone, be careful out there. Cathoans. Oh, man, how would you deal with Cathoans? Watch Tremors. <laughs> if they're magic using Cathoans, use magic back at them. If they've got magic, there's a likely chance you've got magic. I mean, or know someone who has magic if you're in a magical world, which we are not. So there's no Cathoans. You don't have to worry about it. Unless there are, and then you do. Then you do. Then you do. Or if you're like me, you worry about it, even if it's not. 
Yeah, yeah, because if, if we had Cathoans, I would be worried because then I'd be like, oh, I wonder if that's what happened to the graveyard and why uh, a huge uh, part over in the west part of the graveyard collapsed, like, you know, about the size of a city block. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that happened, like, back in November, and mm-hmm. uh, we, we just still have, like, caution tape up and stuff like that. Something's buzzing somewhere around here, and I can't tell what it is. It's the Cathoan detector. Oh, it's Sarah. Hey, Sarah, I'm still recording with Dave right now. All right, I, I love you, love. Okay, bye. All right, I think we're almost done here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, so we've had a really good episode. We had Evan Peterson talking. Uh, we talked about fire gods. Uh, we talked about dirt, dirt monsters. Dirt, dirt, dirt monsters. Are Cathelans from Earth? I believe that they were. Okay, all right. I believe they were, but you never know with Lumley. Lumley likes to bring things out from space. Yeah, yeah, because it's like, well, Cthulhu is from outside of Earth, and. Cathoans, they, they, they just seem like earth monsters that just got really big, really, you know, some of them got really big, and the other ones are like, well, this is who's in charge. But yeah, no. I, I'm pretty sure Lumley never said that they came from a specific place yeah. outside the earth, Okay. but I don't think he really confirmed where they came from. Yeah. It would make sense if they were outside of earth, if they were going to be part of this, like, uh, elemental god theory. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I think that's all we have for uh, the Cthulhu mythos this week, everyone. But stay safe. Uh, wash your hands. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Be nice to each other. Don't try and burn Dave's goats. If you're an oleander, uh, there is uh, no Santa worshiping because of an incident that happened in the 70s. 30s. 30s. I'm sorry. I'm awful with my history. Uh, I, I, I saw the stage production that w- anyway um, so yeah uh, we'll see you next time we're going to be talking about Cthulhu and if you have anything you want to write to us as soon as you hear this so that it is on the next episode um, get, get, get those out by Saturday the something 10th of December 2021 and uh, yeah We'll see you then, everyone. Dave, do you have anything to say before we take off into that uh, brilliant night? Just don't let any giant tentacle worms grab you from underground. Yep, yep. All right. We'll see you all next time, everyone.